The Productive Woman, Episode 409. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This week, we will talk about evaluating our personal productivity system to make sure it's working for us. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 409. So recently, we talked about steps we can take as we transition into the new school year or the new season, whether or not we have kids in school or we ourselves are in school or teaching or things like that. One other thing that we can do as we're making that transition into fall, for for those of us here in the Northern Hemisphere, is to take a big picture look at our own personal productivity system evaluating how it's working for us, and making adjustments where it makes sense. Now, obviously, we can do this at any time of the year, but for me, the transition from the more casual days of summer to the sometimes more structured season when the school year begins seems like a natural time to look at this. So I thought I'd talk about it now. And to start with, I thought, let's talk about what do I mean by a productivity system? Well, it's the big picture of all the things we're doing to manage our lives. One writer defined it this way in an article that I read, and I will link to this in the show notes. Um, This writer says, a productivity system is a deliberate mix of productivity methods, guidelines, and processes to help you get things done without chaos, confusion, or procrastination. And I really like that. This writer says productivity systems include the methodologies and time management tools you use to become more efficient. I liked the definition, and I want to read that again. A productivity system is a deliberate mix. So this is something we do on purpose, intentionally, and that's part of the reason for this episode where we're sort of taking a big picture look at it and evaluating what it is we're doing, the components of the system we have built for ourselves, whether on purpose or sort of by uh, default, Um, we're looking at those and deciding whether they work, where do we maybe need to refresh things a little bit. So as this article says, a productivity system is a deliberate mix of productivity methods, guidelines, and processes. For what purpose? To help you get things done without chaos, confusion, or procrastination. Most of us have times in our life when we're experiencing all of those things, chaos, confusion, and procrastination. But ideally, as we build our productivity system on purpose, uh, being deliberate and intentional about it, we are limiting the amount of chaos, confusion, and procrastination that gets in the way of us getting things done. So I like this definition because it is a big picture kind of thing. It's talking about a a system is all those methods, processes, tools, and techniques that make up our unique approach to ordering our individual lives. 
I do not believe there is any system, any tool, any method, any process, any technique that works the same way for everybody. Each of us is living a unique life. We have our own individual personality traits, our background, our our approach to life, our goals, our our family situation, our our everything about our life is different. Every one of us is different, and we all have different objectives in the way we are ordering our lives. So the system that we develop is going to be unique. But we can talk about the kind of general principles that we can keep in mind as we are evaluating and developing and and tweaking our own personal productivity system. So the purpose of a system, I think, the purpose of a productivity system is pretty simple. It's to help you live the life you want to live, to get the things done that you want to get done, to make the life that you're trying to make for yourself, for your family, etc. One writer put it this way, the purpose of any productivity system is to help you become more productive, not operate as a fancy strategy that is cool to talk about, but yields no results. It's the results that matter, the results in your life, whether it's helping you move towards the life that you want or or interfering with that. The focus shouldn't be on creating or maintaining the system but on the system working for you to help you make the life that, that matters as you define it. Another writer points out that the right productivity system for you is one that fits well with your work style, responsibilities, habits, and personality. And this writer said, uh, said this that I think is so good. It doesn't create more work for you and instead helps you do your best work in the most efficient manner. Uh, So I like that. The system shouldn't be creating more work for you. It shouldn't be interfering with you living the life that you want to live. And the results of a good productivity system are more effective management of our projects, our tasks, our due dates, our goals, and the information that's important to us, allowing us to live our life in the way that we want to. So when the system's working for us, That's the outcome. And a good system, I believe, a good productivity system is efficient and flexible, and it adapts as your life and priorities change, which is the case for all of us. At various stages of our life, our our priorities may be different, our goals may be different, um, our circumstances may be different, and a a good system is going to flex with that and, and allow us to continue to sort of live our best life, if you want to put it that way, um, regardless of what stage of life that we're in. So that's kind of, as I said, the big picture of what I'm talking about when I'm referring to a productivity system. The components of it are all the things that we talk about on this podcast over the years. So it's the tools that we use and the basic tools that I think comprise a an effective productivity system are a project or task manager, which is something we use to keep track of all the stuff we need and, and want to get done in our work 
our personal life, our family life, et cetera, and making sure it actually gets done. So keeping track of it, but also making sure it's actually getting done. So the project or task manager is one of the tools. A calendar is a pretty key tool that's primarily for keeping track of time-based appointments, but it can also be used in conjunction with our project or task manager to allocate time to specific tasks or types of tasks. And we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, a little bit more. And then the third piece of a, uh, or the third tool in a good productivity system is what I'm terming an information repository. This is where we keep track of the bits of information we need access to that are not a task or an appointment. So something that we need to do goes into the project or task manager, or it goes into the calendar Uh, But other bits of information need somewhere to live. Uh, We gather them for various reasons. For instance, contacts, names, phone numbers, addresses, emails. um, That's information that is not specifically a task or a calendar appointment, but it's information that we need to have access to. Uh, Similarly, reference materials that are relevant to our job, to our family commitments, or to our personal interests. Um, Whether that's an article that we read that we want to reference later or, you know, a website link, uh, whatever materials, information that comes into our life, we need some way to organize that so that we have access to it when we need it. So those, I think, are the three kind of basic fundamental tools of a good productivity system. And then there are various approaches or techniques or methodologies that we that we talk about on this podcast that I'm sure you've read about in various ways and there's tons of them. There's a huge productivity industry out there um, that's competing, you know, for our attention, for our interest, and for our dollars, and it can get a little crazy sometimes if we're trying to keep up with it all or trying to, to do all these things. And yet various components or elements of these different approaches or techniques or methodologies Uh, have real value in our creation of our own personal productivity system. So for example, the infamous GTD system, David Allen's methodology for managing life, which is based on the five steps of capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage. And this is all spelled out in his book, Getting Things Done, which is what the GTD stands for. If you haven't read that book, I recommend it. It's a good one. Uh, And in many ways, it's sort of uh, foundational to a lot of different uh, types of productivity systems and something well worth contemplating whether you do the GTD system exactly the way they spell it out in the book or, as I do, kind of adapt certain elements of it. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. Another example of an approach or technique or methodology is the Eisenhower matrix. This is a method for organizing tasks based on their relative urgency and importance, helping you to decide what to do first, what to do next, and so on. And I'll put a link to all of these if you want more information about them. We've talked about them on past episodes. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail on any of them 
in this episode, but there will be links in the show notes if you want to do a little more research. The Pomodoro technique is another methodology or technique that people use. It's a method for organizing your time and your focus, where you basically set a timer for you know, a certain period of time where you're going to do focused work on one task. And when the timer goes off, then you take a five minute break, et cetera. We've talked about that more. Uh, Again, there'll be a link in the show notes if you want to dig into that a little more deeply. Another approach that is really valuable to a lot of people in their system is time blocking, where we assign chunks of time to work on similar or related tasks, where we break up our day or our week into chunks of time that are devoted to specific activities. A similar tool or technique that we've talked about before is theming your days. This is Mike Vardy's approach at The Productivityist, and I'll put a link to uh, some articles he's written about this. This is where you assign an overarching theme to each day of the week. So maybe one day is for administrative work, another day is for learning, another day is the theme is family, or uh, maybe another day the theme is meetings or errands. And as he says uh, when he talks about this it's not that that's the only thing you do that day but it's it's kind of the theme for the day when there's not uh, something competing this is what you're going to spend your time on so maybe you schedule all your errands or your meetings for one day of the week so you can be prepared and you know whether you're doing them remotely through Zoom or or Skype or something like that, or meeting in person, you only have to prepare one day for those kinds of activities. So that's another system or approach that can be really helpful in creating your own productivity system. Uh, Another approach or technique that can be really helpful is creating templates. And I think specifically of, of document types of templates. So say if you travel frequently, creating a packing list for when you travel so that you um, make sure that you don't forget anything that you need. Or creating email templates for frequently sent emails can be really useful. And finally, another approach that is useful for lots of people's productivity systems is just the approach of decluttering or minimalism, but simplifying our life and the things that we own so as to minimize the time we spend taking care of stuff. Uh, All of those things can factor into a productivity system. And there are lots of others, but these are examples of the, the things I'm talking about when I say approaches or techniques or methodologies that might be relevant to your productivity system. And then finally, there are routines and habits, which we have discussed uh, many times in the past. Um, Check out episode 27, episode 362, and others. We'll put links to those in the show notes. So if you want to check those out for some ideas on building habits and routines that serve you. And the, the value of these in our productivity system is almost incalculable. There are so many benefits to creating routines and habits intentionally and purposefully. You get efficiency because um, you're not learning over and over again new ways of doing things, whether it's how we're spending our day or how to do a certain 
tasks that you have to do frequently. By developing habits and routines, muscle memory takes over as we do certain things the same way repeatedly, so we get better at them and we become more efficient. We also avoid the the decision fatigue of constantly having to decide what to do next or how to do it. If we've developed routines or habits around certain kinds of tasks and, and commitments, we get them done more quickly, more efficiently, because we're not stopping and thinking, all right, what all right, I finished this thing. What do I do next? Well, I've got a routine for my day. And and so that decision's made once for all time, so to speak. Obviously, we can change them. And we'll talk about that in a minute too. And, and the idea and the value of routines and habits applies across the board to our professional life, to our home life, to self-care even as we develop meaningful and purposeful and beneficial habits and routines in each of those areas, that can be a really valuable part of our productivity system. So those are the various kind of components, I guess, of a system, the the tools, the approaches, techniques, or methodologies, uh, however you want to label those, and the routines and habits. Um, when should we rethink our system? Why might we need a refresh? Because I, I, as I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking of it in terms of rethinking and refreshing our productivity system at this stage of the year or whenever you want to do it. Why should we do that? Why might we need to refresh our productivity system? It depends on your circumstances. There are lots of things that might trigger the thought that maybe I need to rethink how I'm doing things. So for instance, if you're having trouble keeping up with appointments or with tasks or contacts or whatever, you're missing appointments, you're losing time to searching for information or tools, or you're spending too much time managing the stuff, whether it's whether the stuff is physical clutter or digital clutter, it might be time to take a look at what's you know, the, the components of your productivity system and evaluating whether they are working for you. Even if you're generally keeping up with things, but you've got this sort of, I don't know, amorphous, unspecified anxiety or a, a sense that things are out of control, maybe it's time to take a look at your system, the tools you're using, the routines and habits or the methodologies you're using to see if something would work a little better for you. Or if you're not using it consistently, which might be why you're having trouble keeping up with appointments, etc. Looking at it as to why you're not using it consistently. Maybe it's too complicated or not user-friendly. Maybe you've, you know, incorporated a tool that everybody recommends, but it's kind of complex It's and it's not working for you. It's You dread going into the, the app or the, the planner or whatever it is. Or maybe you're just bored with it and that's why you're not using it consistently. And sometimes that that's a good reason to maybe do a little tweak, get a new notebook, get a try a different app, etc. Or maybe new options have become available that are more appealing to you because there are, as I mentioned a minute ago, all these people out there that are creating new productivity tools and techniques and stuff. And maybe there's something new out there that might work better for you or or just suit your personality better. 
And so in deciding whether you want to rethink it or maybe make some tweaks to your system, it's helpful to to pause for a minute, look at what you're doing, what you're using, and figure out where's the hangup, what's not working. So going back to kind of a version of that GTD David Allen system and the, the various steps that he talks about in our system, there might be a hangup at any one of those points. So is your hangup at the capture level? If it takes too long to get things into your system, you won't use it. Uh, and I'm thinking here specifically about uh, tasks and projects and information and and appointments and so on. All of those things, as we've talked about many times, the, the most important thing about getting things done and getting your life under control is writing things down. But if this, the tools you've chosen are a little difficult to get things into them, if there's any friction there, you're not going to do it. And so you'll be walking around trying to remember these things, uh, perhaps not remembering them and losing them. So you want a system tools, approaches, whatever, that make it very easy with very little uh, resistance to get things into your system. You want to have the quickest, easiest way to capture, whether it's an appointment or a to-do that you've thought of, or a piece of information. So one app instead of five, one notebook or stack of index cards or, or a post-it note, whatever, you know, if you're using paper tools, instead of lots of different things, one place that all this stuff goes will help reduce the friction at the capture step so that all this stuff gets into your system. Uh, is, on the other hand, maybe you're, you're, capturing things fine, but the hangup is at the process or organized step. Um, and the question here to ask yourself is, can you quickly identify what you should be doing next, depending on where you are and how much time you have? Um, or is your system too complex? You've got dozens of tags or lots of different lists or not robust enough. You've got one big long list on paper, which might be overwhelming and hard to focus on any one task or project. So in the GTD system, which kind of underlays how I work anyway, there are these steps. The capture step, which is whatever's in your head gets into the system somewhere. And you want to make that very simple. The next step though, then is to process those things, to organize them into a, a meaningful list or, 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 you know, resource so that you know exactly what needs to happen next, uh, depending again on where you are or how much time you have. Uh, or you can quickly find what you need, whether it's a piece of information or an appointment or whatever. If there's a hang-up at that level, then there are different steps maybe you can take to simplify. We'll talk in a minute about ways that we can tweak our system to make it work better for us at the process or organized stage. And then the third stage that where maybe the hangup is for a lot of us is actually getting the stuff done. So maybe we're really good at capturing our ideas or our appointments or our tasks or whatever, and we're pretty good at organizing them so we know what needs to be done, but we're not getting it done. Um, and if the and that would be kind of at the engage step 
for the GTD system. And so the questions there are, if you've got all this stuff in there, can you find what you need quickly and easily, whether it's an email or a task or contact information or an appointment and the information that goes with that? Or is it hard to find? Um, because it's it's disorganized or it's just in a, in a tool that's hard to work with. Can you easily see where you are in your progress toward completion of a task or a project? And are you making the most effective use of your tools and your time? Uh, for instance, but what I mean by that is, are you choosing the best times for you for creative or challenging work, for instance, or for admin work or for mindless chores? Because we're all different. You know, we've talked in a recent episode about uh, productivity advice that might or might not work for us. And one of them is you should always do your most challenging or most creative work in the morning. And for a lot of people, that's true. But maybe it's not for you. Maybe your your brain doesn't kind of kick in um, your creative brain until later in the day. And so are you thinking as part of your productivity system, are you organizing your time in such a way to the extent you can control it that you are allocating your most effective time to the work that needs the most concentration or creativity or whatever? And similarly, are you making good use of the resources available to you? For instance, delegating where you can. I've said in the past that in my first year or two as a lawyer, one of the hardest things for me was delegating work to my secretary or to the paralegal who was working for me. It was, I often felt like it it would take more time for me to explain to them what needs to be done than it would for me to just do it myself. And when I do it myself, then I'll know it's done the way I want it to be. Well, that's, you know, not a great approach to to uh, an efficient work life. So if the uh, hang up in your system is at the engagement level or the actual doing, um, maybe it's because you're not making the most effective use of your tools and your time. And so maybe some tweaking there might help. So thinking about all that, what might we change if we've decided that our system needs a little bit of a change for whatever reason, any of the things we've just talked about, it's not working well for us. We're, we're bored with it. We're feeling less motivated. What are some things we might change? So we might change specific tools uh, that is, we we might consider simplifying our system. We want our productivity system and the tools we use to be as simple as they can be while still getting the job done for us. And so where you are on that spectrum really depends on what you need your system to do or the tools to do for you. If you have a very uh, complex life with lots of different uh competing demands on your time, uh, lots of different projects for work, for home, for f- the house, whatever. Maybe you need a little bit more robust system than just a piece of paper. But start with the simplest tool that's out there. Choose a single go-to tool for capturing ideas and lists and so on instead of multiple apps, for example. So if you've got some bits of information or documents in Evernote and some in Dropbox and some in the, you know, Apple's 
document management system and some in a work system, maybe you want to simplify and, and choose one place where all these things are going to go. Uh, one app for all your lists, one app for, or one notebook for capturing ideas for your work or for whatever. So simplify, combine things. Again, one app, one notebook, one planner for all your appointments, tasks, etc. cetera, um, for, for all the elements of your life. One calendar that lets you see your work calendar, your personal commitments, your family appointments. I've said recently, you know, I have to use Outlook for my work calendar for my legal practice, and I use the Apple calendar for my personal calendar and for the Productive Woman calendar, but I have a different app that lets me see all of those calendars in one place so that I don't end up with um, conflicting appointments. Another way to combine things is a shared contacts list with your spouse or with your assistant for work. So consider whether that might be helpful. Tweaking specific tools that you're using. Uh, Switching from analog to digital or vice versa. It depends on what's going to work best for you. You know I like technology and digital tools are convenient and they're usually pretty portable. You can access those from wherever you are, but they can also invite distraction. So, you know, you check your calendar on your phone or your to-do list on your phone and you end up seeing, oh, I've got an alert from Facebook or, or Instagram or something, and you end up down the social media rabbit hole. That doesn't happen as often when you're using a paper tool. And so maybe if you're finding yourself getting distracted a lot and that's Uh, interfering with you getting the stuff done that's important to you. Maybe you want to switch to a paper tool for a while. On the other hand, you might want to go the other direction. Paper tools are very simple. They're everywhere. You know, we can always find a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper, Um, but they're sometimes less flexible. Uh, If you use a a paper, uh, whether it's just a simple notepad or a paper planner for your tasks list, you can't sort them by priority as well once you get them you know, written down. They're on there however you wrote them. And if you need to sort them by priority uh, or some other context, maybe a digital tool would work better uh, because if you do it by, on paper, you're going to have to completely rewrite the list. Uh, And if you leave your paper list at home or your paper planner at home, you don't have it with you, you're kind of sunk. So there are pluses and minuses to both approaches. Uh, Think about whether the approach you're using, the tool you're using is working well for you. And if it's not, maybe consider going the other direction from analog to digital or vice versa. We might want to change up our schedule or our routines, switching things up. So maybe things that you're now doing first thing in the morning get moved to a different time of day. For me, it's really hard, for instance, uh, if I don't get my workout done pretty early in the morning, the, the more the day goes on, the harder it is for me to get myself to do it. But maybe your your morning schedule is such you've got kids you need to get out to school uh, now that the school year is starting or you need to get to to work early or f- for whatever reason maybe you need to move some things around that you were doing in your morning routine to a different time of the day or change the order of the elements in your morning your afternoon or your evening routine consider adding something new 
to your schedule or to your routine. For instance, lots of successful people recommend setting aside one hour a day or five hours a week for learning. And so maybe you want to do that, build that into your professional routine, your professional schedule, an hour a day or five hours over the course of the week to learn something new, whether it's reading articles, professional journal articles, or uh, watching YouTube videos, or taking trainings to learn, develop your professional skills. Same thing can apply in everyday life. Or something else to add new to your schedule of building relationships is important to you. How about adding time to your routine, to your schedule, to check in with dear or distant friends on the personal side or with clients or potential clients on the professional side and build that into your routine. Finally, we might want to consider uh, tweaking or changing our habits evaluating the things that we do habitually is really important. And it's hard because the fact that they are habitual means we don't think about them. And so maybe this is a great time to do kind of one of those weekly uh, tracking what you do for, for each day for a week and notice what are the things that you're doing habitually without even thinking about it, whether it's the route you take to drive to the office or the grocery store or things you do at home, uh, whatever they might be, look at those on purpose and, and become very aware of them. And as to each one, ask yourself, does it serve you? Is it uh, because it's not a question of whether it's a good habit or a bad habit. It's a question of, does it serve you? Does it help you achieve what you want to achieve in terms of making a life that matters as you define it? And for each of those habits, if it doesn't serve you, can you replace it with one that does? And that is a way of rethinking and refreshing our productivity system to make it more functional and workable for us. And for thoughts on how to create and nurture habits that help us, um, there are tons of episodes where we've talked about that in the past. For instance, episode 318, we talked about healthy habits for productive living. In 338, I shared some of the habits that help me stay productive. In 226, episode 226, we talked about habits to consider for this year. And way back in episode 114, uh, which was called Mindset Matters, Productive Habits, we, we shared some habits that are productive. And there are others. You can go on to the ProductiveWoman.com website, and on the right-hand side, there's a search button there. If you search Habits, uh, you can find episodes where we talked about those. You can search other things as well. Another one to consider is episode 230, where we, this was in our productive reading recurring mini series. Um, and this was the episode where we talked about Atomic Habits, the book by James Clear, which is excellent and well worth reading. So those are some thoughts on why why and how we might want to rethink and refresh our productivity system, whether it's now as we're moving into fall or a new season anyway, fall in the, in the Northern Hemisphere or any time of year. And I, I have to say, I guess a, a little bit of a caveat here, I am not a fan of change for change's sake. Um, we sometimes think that, well, 
if I just try something new, it will fix whatever this issue is. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. Part of any good productivity system is exercising the personal discipline to actually do the things that need to be done. And I do believe that any tool or technique or approach can work for you if you actually use it. That being said, it is also a good idea to periodically assess what we're doing evaluate it with a clear eye, with honesty, being honest with ourselves about whether we're it's working or not working. And if it's not working, is it just because we're not being disciplined enough or because it's time for a change? Um, and making those adjustments where they make sense. It's important, though, to keep in mind that all of these tools and techniques and routines and habits are not the primary thing. They are a means to an end, and that end is a life that matters as you define it for yourself. So those are my thoughts on that. I'd love to know what you think. What's working best for you in your own productivity system? I'd love it if we could help each other out by sharing ideas and inspiration, uh, not, not for purposes of comparing with each other, but just getting some ideas that might spark an idea that we can incorporate into our own lives. So what's a tool or a technique or a routine or habit that's helping you create a life that matters to you? You can share that in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 409 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. As always, if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place where we could share those ideas. I'll try to remember to start a thread in there uh, where we can talk about this and, and give each other some ideas and encouragement and inspiration. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.